1: Just before we get into this, some listeners may find uh, our chat distressing. We will be talking about suicides and mental health. Now, uh, you heard on Live 95 News recently that more than half of the inquests heard in Kilmallock Courthouse last week were recorded as suicides. Live ninety five Sandra Quinn from our newsroom was at the hearing and she joins me now to talk about uh, this rather grim uh, story. Good morning to you, Sandra. Morning, Joe. Now, I suppose we might start off with the inquests themselves and some people will wonder why this is something that a journalist goes along to.
0: And I think that's a very fair question. I suppose the simplest explanation is that it's like any court hearing really in some senses. So it is a public service to go to these hearings and report on them in many ways. Now, while it might not seem as much in the public interest as, say, covering a conviction for assault or dangerous driving, what we're bringing with these news stories is information. You're informing the public, you're telling them how it's going, you know, it's really important. Um, like the inquest itself, it's a very legal process. It's it's very formal. Um, it is, the purpose of it is to officially record the cause of a death. Um, but for the family, it's, it's a chance for them to ask questions and it's a chance for them to get some answers. Now, not answers to everything, as you can
1: imagine. Okay, so last week when you were in Kilmallock, four out of the seven cases were suicides. And all four died in the same way. Um, can you talk me through what you heard in court that day? And obviously, we are very conscious here of everything that goes along with that.
0: Absolutely. It's a difficult topic to cover um, from my point of view as a journalist. And it's a difficult topic to hear about as well. But it is important that we talk about it. And I suppose that's you know that's part of the reason we're talking about it this morning as well. Um, so with the cases that came up, There were three men and one woman. Um, It was the same cause of death. They all died by asphyxiation. Um, There were some disturbing patterns, unfortunately. Uh, So one thing was that alcohol or drugs were involved in two of the cases. And in every single one of them, mental health issues were a
1: concern for the families. That's quite stark, I think, really. Yeah, so in your news piece, you said that the Limerick coroner made some interesting remarks about the suicides. Uh, Tell us what he said.
0: Yeah, so the Limerick coroner is John McNamara, uh, hopefully a person that many people may never have to meet or have any dealings with, I hope. Um, and he described suicides as an epidemic in rural areas, um, but he also said that it's important to label and record them as suicides. So not just open verdicts. Um, and that would have been a big trend, even I would say, I would like to say years ago, but even in recent years, that was something that happened or uh, a suicide might have been recorded as a misadventure. Um, So he was very keen to point out that there's no shame in a suicide. We shouldn't avoid using the word and that if we don't acknowledge it, how are we going to help the people who might be struggling? and might be considering this. Um, So I suppose it just, the other thing is that it raises very interesting points. So statistics that we as journalists and members of the public get about suicides come from the CSO. The CSO get those suicide statistics from inquest results and records. So if the deaths are not recorded as suicides, then how true are those statistics? Um, I mean, Limerick has one of the highest rates of suicide. Well, it has the highest rate of suicide in the country uh, from 2019 to 2021. And I'm sure even anecdotally, myself and probably yourself, Joe, have heard of situations where you'd be told somebody died in a car crash or some other cause of death, when in fact it
1: was a suicide, but the family didn't want to talk about it. We're chatting to Live 95's Sandra Quinn this morning on the show. Now, you said at the beginning that the inquests answered the how questions the family or loved ones might have, but not the whys. I thought it was an interesting way of phrasing it. What do you mean?
0: So I suppose with an inquest, it's it's a chance to ask questions and it's an opportunity to get answers. But the kind of questions you can ask and the kind of answers you will get maybe aren't what the family might be expecting. So from from one thing, I mean, it's a natural human thing to want an answer. That's everyone wants an answer, and especially when a family member or a loved one has died in unusual or unexpected circumstances, which is often the case for an inquest, there are an awful lot of unanswered questions. Um, So the pathologist will be there. So this is often the pathologist who actually carried out the post-mortem or it'll be a pathologist who has the notes from uh, the person who carried it out. You'll also have the guardee who are on the scene and the coroner reporting on it as well. And there will be um, depositions often read out by the guards from the various witnesses or people involved. So it gives you an awful lot of information in one sitting. Now, the family can obviously it's very difficult. I mean, you're reliving it all. You're hashing it all out you're going over it all again that's very very difficult now the Limerick coroner is very sensitive to that and I find him very good in that he explains the process really well to the family when you sit down and he kind of goes through what to expect and how you can be involved in the process. So he will say, ask any questions you want. You know, you can let us know if you, if there's something you're confused about. For the pathologist, for instance, he kind of cuts out the medical jargon. He'll say, give us a synopsis of your findings. So they're not reading out a full report. Um, but I suppose they can ask how things were done and they will get the evidence and the facts. That is the purpose of an inquest. But you'll never know why. And I think that's really hard for a family. Like nobody can tell you why somebody did what they did why they chose to do it that way or why they chose that time and unless there's a note which is actual evidence of their intention it's just it's very difficult but I do think it's really important that we have the conversations and that we cover it and in the coverage I would say that Live95 we're 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 sensitive and we're fair and you know the details are anonymized. this isn't we're not looking for you know gritty headlines here yeah.
1: we just want to share information okay Well, listen, thank you very much for doing just that with us on the Limerick Today show this morning. That's Live 95, Sandra Quinn. And obviously, if you've been affected by any of the issues that uh, Sandra discussed there, uh, the Pieta 24-hour helpline is 1-800-247-247. And the Office for Suicide Prevention in Limerick run by the HSE is 461-454. That's 461-454.